Welcome to Battery Insiders, your podcast providing you insights in the fascinating world of batteries. Hosted by Pavia Cha and Simon Engelke. And welcome back to Battery Insiders. How are you doing today, Pavia? Enjoying my Saturday. How about you, Simon? Same here, yeah. It's a bit of a mixed weather situation, but um, yeah, I guess we're just coming from a really fascinating session again uh, from Clubhouse on supply chains. Do you have any any thoughts on this topic or on this session? Well, it's funny. The first thing that came to my mind was cobalt, but that was brought up significantly later in our conversation today. Um, the most, the majority, the reason I even got into batteries, actually, a bit of a personal note, was when I first started to learn more about cobalt and the Congo and conflict minerals, conflict regions. Um, that really spoke to me as far as like you know my international politics background goes and you know everybody today was focused on lithium how how is you know where is the lithium coming from how are we going to keep sourcing it is there enough of it and these are some questions i definitely tackled more while doing some research with the team in the uk uh, where our conversations were focused on circular economies so cobalt and circular economies were the two lenses that i brought to uh the the conversation today and they were touched upon but the focus was mostly mostly on uh lithium and you know another thing that i thought of was i once met with someone from the australian embassy and they have huge lithium projects going on and i heard about this two to three years into my battery uh, i guess battery journey and it was in i just found it fascinating that there are they have some of the largest lithium mines that are untapped and so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how players like australia kind of up and come in this field in this or in this growing landscape and what implications that has for like import and export costs of lithium um in these growing industries but yeah that was that was a bit of what i uh, was thinking about what about you what what hit you during the conversation yeah, I think it's interesting that you say that because I, I had the same, right? I think when I, you know, when I, when we thought about the topic of supply chain, I had the same thought, right? right? Like cobalt and nickel and all the, you know, those materials. But I really actually enjoy today. And I think that's the power, right? When you bring many different people in one room and you have these discussions from different lenses. I think it was quite interesting also to see, you know, when one was the material side, another one was also the chemistry side, right? Like, you know, um, you know, like, you know, having all the electrolytes and all these materials, like organics and where they're coming from. And actually quite fascinating, I think, you know, the, the Firestar Andrew shared some really interesting, you know, perspectives there on, you know, what the different processes are, also from the oil and gas industry, where these materials are coming from, or like these, you know, these um, components essentially of the battery. And another thing also I find quite fascinating is, um, you know, I think also another thing supply chain is actually even availability of batteries, right? I mean, I talk to quite a few companies and especially, you know, any of these companies now want to use batteries for either, you know, their electric vehicles or stationary, etc., their major concern right now is actually just getting their hands on good suppliers, like getting good supply of batteries, which is a very different lens again, right? I mean, some people think about supply chain of just the materials components, but there's also this other thing of, you know, that um, we also need that, you know, even just getting your hands on batteries, there's a supply chain of batteries. We have seen this, right, like for, for the automotive industry, it was quite recent, right, for the last few days and weeks, where there's this big shortage of ships, right, like chips, like, you know, um, controllers, etc., and similar there's already today a shortage of batteries for some of them, right? So I think this just gonna seems to get worse and worse. So 
at least you know till till the, the capacity ramped up. So I think it was really fascinating conversation and having these different angles, which I think also quite important to to look at. Yeah, I think that I don't. This is you know really a side note, but as we talk about supply chains and current economies, um, you know we've been we're coming up. I think we would be remiss to not acknowledge that we're coming up on one year of an interesting time in this world and, you know, a very unfortunate, sad one with given the COVID-19 pandemic. And just one aspect of the many ways that it's hit society is the economy. And I sometimes wonder, as we talk about supply chains um, and during conversations like today's, what will this, what will this time, how will this time impact this, you know, electric vehicle transition, rather more broadly, the sustainable transition that, you know, we had a lot of momentum for, but, and of course, many have kept a focus on, but with difficulty during a very hard time. So, and supply chains across the world have experienced um, effects of this. So I, I can only imagine how many automotive makers are having difficulty, you know, getting hands on good batteries. Um, I think that it'll be interesting to see how like the demand in this market changes as we learn more about what makes a good battery and what makes, you know, an like an actually sustainable battery. I don't think that I don't think that we've necessarily set the standard for what like a sustainable battery um, or like the gold star ideal um, type of battery is, if that makes sense. So I'm interested to see what which materials kind of come and go, you know, cobalt, cobalt had been the thing one to two years ago. And now, you know, people have been actively trying to take it out of their batteries, given the reputation that it has and the concerns around it. Um, so I don't know. I think it's, it's a dynamic, it's a dynamic industry for sure. No, I think absolutely. And I think also what you mentioned is quite interesting. You know, I think the, um, the impact of COVID and I think, and I think one thing also, if I just, you know, as you mentioned, like if you just think a year back or two years back or so, I feel what is quite a strong trend now about the localization of supply, right? Um, I think, you know, we had this, you know, great, you know, I think movement essentially, let's get the most complicated supply chain possible, it felt like sometimes, right? Where let's produce everything, you know, in these places, in these places, and we just ship it all around. I mean, you know, like the battery material would go once around the world, you know, like you mine it somewhere, it's like so in the Congo. Then you would bring it somewhere, let's say, to Germany. They sew some materials out of it and other places, you know, and then they assemble it in China or like all these things, right? It was very complex. And I think now what I've been observing also, like, you know, talking to more startups and others is, you know, I think there's now, you know, there's an approach of let's mine, you know, lithium in the Nevada desert. Let's mine, let's get lithium out of the, the water in Germany, you know, like, you know, the, um, like, you know, terminal water. There's like all these things now, which I think, you know, didn't really seem like, you know, that, that like, you know, at least like, you know, as, as like ongoing and like such, so much importance on kind of trying to find, you know, local supplies. Um, and then maybe also to the second point, which I personally think, and I think, you know, we spoke about this also in the past is, um, you know, how to create like an ethical battery, right? What, what even is an ethical uh, batteries? You know, I mean, with Battery Associates, as you know, we're working on a project on kind of creating a rating for an ethical battery rating, right? And we did try, you know, to take into account, like, you know, emissions, CO2, which also was mentioned today, take ethical and governments, right, like, really into account and, like, you know, try to, you know, let's let's really try to make it right, right? Like, not, let's not just think about, you know, okay, we get now something which is better than ICEs, but, like, you know, how much better can we be? And I think especially, you know, through circular economy, 
um, you know, there's reports on the World Economic Forum also on this, which really show you can dramatically, um, drastically, you know, um, reduce the emissions from 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 batteries. Also, if you if you do it like you know, if you do it sort of circular approach, and if you um, use smart um, technologies in between, which also were mentioned today during the session. Um, yeah, so I think it's a fascinating one. Yeah. Do you have any any thoughts on this? You know, I mean, what is maybe your thinking? Um, you know. I mean, do you have any thoughts on like where it could go? I mean, I know you're also an expert in recycling these technologies, right? And I think you have, you know, probably seen quite a few, you know, different approaches, but do you have any feeling where, you know, if we, if we now said again, again, like, you know, in a year or so, what could have happened? Like, you know, where this could go? Do you have any, any hopes maybe also where it could go? Any improvements you could, would like to see? I think there are a few key players that still use cobalt. Um and in decreasing amounts. So I'm looking forward to that being phased out. But as I say that, I'm also concerned for what happens to those economies where cobalt is part of, you know, the livelihood. Um, so I don't say that without thinking about that as well. And then of course, in talking about ethical batteries, I am, you know, we talked about one aspect of it today, of course, right? The supply chain, but then it's also how is it manufactured? How is it managed? The whole life cycle management, I think, needs to be standardized. It's kind of been my motto or mission, rather, if you will, um, on this journey. And I would like to see that in one year, you know, I think someone mentioned today that the EU has really forward-looking policies, and it does, but, it, you know, even they, I think, have many miles to go. It's a work in progress, of course, but I'd like to see maybe one continent or one region have some more robust standards around battery lifecycle management. Um, and I think that will ultimately make for more ethical batteries because as much as we globalized and got all complex and now have localized, we can't, I don't think we'll ever fully go localized again. And so I think by doing by taking the step to, you know, really create at least one robust framework, we can, it, it's a trickle effect or rather a ripple effect when other country, when one country doesn't, many countries have to, you know, bandwagon. And I think that can really drive some change globally as far as creating more ethical batteries goes. What about you? No, I, no, I absolutely agree. And I think for me personally, also, I think, well, what I would really like to see is more transparency, right? I think that, you know, like there's always the muddy waters, you know, where, you know, if you mix lots of different materials together, you know, you don't know where things are coming from. I think this has been a big issue. And I think, you know, I really hope there's more transparency coming up also through technologies, right? You can easier, it gets easier to track materials, um, you know, and, you know, be a blockchain or anything else, right? I think that's, that's very interesting. And also vertical integration. I think you can now see, you know, some players, which are usually, you know, just like, you know, just a consumer now actually go also more into the, you know, production side itself, or, you know, and I think like integrating kind of, you know, these, like have some of these vertical integrations can also help for, you know, the knowledge to kind of like, you know, be transferred, I guess, across the different stages. Um, yeah, and that's, I think my personal hope, um, transparency, and maybe also I can say quickly, right, with battery sources, we also work on a battery map um, to kind of bring together, right, like, like visualize essentially, and also show all these different stakeholders, um, you know, from, from the mining, but also production and consumer, consumer, et cetera, um, and I think, you know, knowledge is key. And I guess that's also one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast and these sessions, um, you know, to, to make, you know, these things more known and have these dialogues. So, yeah, personally, I really hope, you know, that, you know, there will be more knowledge and more transparency. I think that like, some, implementing something like the global battery passport, 
that's an initiative of the World Economic Forum has the potential to start that. So there's another high hope. Absolutely, I agree. I think there's some really cool initiatives out there, and um, now it's just time, you know, to to make them, get them implemented, get them adopted, which is a big one as well. And yeah, let's you know, let's hope in a year we can say, wow, you know, this has been a year also in good terms for in, in, you know for the supply chains. Absolutely. Brilliant. Without with that, um, you know, we can let the listeners now dig into if they want to the one half hour session, which is a very long session on uh, or much longer session on supply chains and otherwise we're going to see each other again next week with another exciting battery topic yep see you next week see you bye bye